Dave Chappelle's comedy special on Netflix was better than you thought. And even what we thought was pretty good. I had seen a couple of different people commenting on it uh, beforehand. I think I waited about a day and a half before it came out. Um, and my take on it, I want to uh, I want to point at what he had done before this. And he had had a special out, I don't know, maybe a year ago, six months ago. And uh, Owen Benjamin was one of the, I I shouldn't say one of the few, but uh, he was somebody that I I think I was probably mostly listening to, or not mostly listening to, but listening to when his first comedy special on um, Netflix came out. And I agreed with Owen Benjamin. He bent the knee. Um, Dave Chappelle did. So let's not forget that just because he put this one out, and I'm not trying to shit on him, but... He, just because he had put this one on, you still have to look at the first one. And I think he did too. I think Dave Chappelle looked at his first comedy special and then looked at this one and said, I'm doing something totally different. The thing about it was, yeah, why don't you run into me, idiot? Oh, right in front of a cop. That's turning. Fuck. Um, Sorry, this dude went through a red light right in front of a fucking cop. Anyway. His first special was uh, not so great. I can't, truly, honestly, I can't remember everything that he had talked about, but it was a little bit more uh, milk toast. Milk toast? Milk toast. Um, than this one, for sure. The one that he had just put out was fucking brutal against the liberal left. Or mostly, ah, uh, yeah, the liberal left. He was calling out and going in places that was pretty fucking awesome. Um, Obviously, this episode that you're going to hear... I did another episode, which I'll put out after this one. Um, In fact, I did a couple that ended up... I I didn't... I not... I did not put them out yet. And uh, I'll put this one out first. But you just heard my black episode. So I think it's pretty clear that um, I will talk about anything. Uh, and apparently so will Dave Chappelle. Now, when I watched this episode, I was, I was kind of coming from a point of his last special, which was Milk Toast. It was a little bit more towards, um, kind of geared towards the left, if you will. Not totally, but I'll say a little bit more liberal. And I'm not a big fan of, of, uh, deciphering between the two, liberal and leftism. I grouped them together. I am not. Uh, I'm not secretive about that. But in this case, yes, he was a little bit more liberal on his first episode, and that's kind of where Dave Chappelle has gone to for the past few years. Um, I wasn't really touting him up that high. I I liked him. I liked the Chappelle show, um, and I definitely like him after this one. This one brought it back and just like with me Owen Owen Benjamin was talking about how he bent the knee and he did in his first special and uh it it made Owen Benjamin um basically want to quit you know liking him for the most part and I got that so on this one uh I think I think he felt and it wasn't just him uh, Dave Chappelle is friends with most of the big 
uh, comedy acts out there. He's he's uh, friends with Louis C.K. And I believe he was friends with Louis C.K. long before most people knew who Louis C.K. was. Um, long before his special. I mean, we're talking back when... Uh, when I think Chappelle was on SNL. They were friends back then. Same with Joe Rogan. Uh, Joe Rogan always talks about, you know, the times that he goes out with Chappelle. Chappelle is so good at his craft that he can go to a place like, oh, shit, what is it, the Comedy Cellar? Um, or the Laugh Factory out in California and not have, you know, a show going on, just goes out and watches other comedians. And then he gets up there and he just does a whole routine fucking around because that's what they do. Like at, you know, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, he'll just get up on stage and start spitting out jokes. That's insane. If you understood what it takes for a lot of these comedians, and by the way, I want to compare him to somebody else. And this might shock you, but Gavin McGinnis does this. Gavin McGinnis is so skilled at speech, at rhetoric, that he got... I mean, he's done comedy. A lot of people don't know that. Gavin McGinnis has done stand-up comedy. And from what I've seen, it's pretty fucking funny. And he can just get up there. And he got up there... One of the first times that Gavin McGinnis got on stage, he did it on a bet. He bet somebody that said, you know, I bet you won't go up there and do a routine. And he goes, fucking, I will. And he got up there and did it. Um, but that's that's the skill level of uh, somebody like Dave Chappelle, who's been only been doing this for, uh, what, 30 years? And uh, so I'll get into his special. His special, right away, and I saw this, they, and, and oddly enough, Twitter, uh, I think Facebook, Netflix, were all promoting this one bit. And I couldn't believe it. I don't know if it's it was just that he had the uh, creative control over it to dictate what he wanted promoted. But the first bit, and yeah, I'm going to ruin it. So if you haven't seen it, well, I don't know how you haven't seen this one because it's everywhere. Uh, and I've now just given you enough time to not listen to it. But he got up on stage and he goes, I'm going to do a couple impressions. I've been working on them and I'm going to try them out. And his first one... Again, when I went into watching this, I went in with the understanding of, you know, his last special and him being liberal. I know I've only talked talked about that, what, three times now? So his first impression was uh, his impression of the Founding Fathers during uh, the writing of the Constitution. And his impression was, hurry up, nigger, and finish that Constitution. I got to get to sleep. And everybody laughed. And it was like, and I'm watching it going, oh, that... Oh, great. He's picking up where he left off. The next one, the next impression, he started off uh, saying, uh, duh, I'm going to go back throughout your whole entire history and search everything for the past day or maybe 15 or 20 years and find something that you did wrong, and then I'm going to ruin your entire life because of it. And he asked, so who do you think that is? And you hear like three people in the audience call out Trump, which was weird. And he goes, that was you. And he was fucking pointing at the audience. And it was fucking awesome. He went in hard. He goes, you are the biggest pain in the ass motherfuckers I've ever had to entertain in my entire fucking life. And it was great. It was like, holy shit. And Oh, another one. He's friends with Kevin Hart. 
who, if you don't know, Kevin Hart was supposed to um, host the Oscars, I think it was, and it was his dream, which even uh, Dave Chappelle was like, that's a weird dream for you to have, bro. <laughs> but, uh, and he even called him out. He was like, Kevin, Kevin, you know, he folded like a bitch at one point, which he did. He apologized. And he said it more so of like, you know, Kevin was standing up for himself. He just quit. But then he went around for six months apologizing. And, uh, and which was true, you know, everybody was standing. And by the way, that was all these white, racist, horrible people on the right were standing with Kevin Hart. Fucking phone call. Um, but yeah, so he, uh, all of these horrible, racist white people were standing with Kevin Hart. They were supporting him. And not wanting him to apologize because there's nothing to apologize about. It's a fucking joke. And even if not, who the fuck cares? So, I want to break down that joke. That series of jokes. Which was only two. And I want to tell you my point of view from it. He went in at this... um, White people are racist angle. And then he turned around and hit the audience for the shit that the liberal leftists have been doing. Which, mind you, for the most part, it really wasn't his audience. It wasn't the majority of his audience. It was a minority of liberal leftist snowflakes that have went after him. And that's the, that's the case almost every single time. It's usually not somebody's audience, you know, who doesn't take sides. It's usually somebody who doesn't ever listen to him that comes out and starts pitching a fit and getting people to come in and, and boycott. What is that thing called? The boy, the B, BD, BDR or something like that? That uh, Tlaib, Tlaib and Omar were doing with Israel? Anyway, uh, it was kind of like what they were doing with this. It's always some fringe bullshit group that comes in and makes trouble, and that's what happened here. Um, and that's what I think happened with him and with Kevin Hart and all that other shit. So take that into consideration when I touch on this next joke that he talks about and, um, and see where I'm coming from. So we had the, the first series, the very first joke that he told, which was, you know, white people are racist. The founding fathers are racist and then turned around and hit the audience or more so the liberal left. He went in on abortion. Now, what you, what a lot of people don't know is Dave Chappelle is a Muslim. And he lives in the country in Ohio. He does not live in a major city. He is not a, he's not an L.A. guy. He may have spent some time in L.A., New York, Chicago, and things like that. But he lives with his Asian wife and his two half-Asian, half-black kids in Ohio. I think it's only two. Um, And he's Muslim. And if you know anything about Muslims, one of... And there's a couple things I can say positive about Muslims. But one thing is that they are vehemently pro-life when it comes to their kids. (laughs) Let me... Let me... uh, (laughs) Let me set it straight. When it comes to their kids... They are vehemently pro-death when it comes to everybody else's. But, uh, no, I mean, even when it comes to abortion, I believe that um, Muslims are against abortion. But, so he goes in 
on this joke. And I'm, I'm carrying along with him, you know, being cautious when I listen. And he says, I'm, he basically says, I'm pro-life. How do you say it? I'm pro-choice when it comes to me. So basically, you know, he gets a girl pregnant. Well, you know, I can't have this kid right now get an abortion, basically. You know, which a lot of uh, people on the right, not a, not a whole ton of them, but there's been plenty of stories, people on the right who were anti-abortion, that when they got somebody pregnant, like a, a mistress, they came out and uh, it turns out they wanted the mistress to have an abortion, shit like that. So it turns out they weren't super pro-life. But David said, all right, you know, it's a woman's body. That's And he went out to say, guys, anybody with a swinging dick, this ain't for you. This ain't for you to say anything about. And I'm sitting there going, nah, that's wrong. You know, like it's already fucking irking me as he's getting into this joke. And some of these he gets really serious about. And this was one of them. He starts talking about how it's a woman's right and all this. And then he turned around to say, but if a woman wants to keep it, then it's a man's right to want to pay for it or not. And basically saying, it's my money, my choice. You know what I mean? To where I don't have to be a father to that kid. That that was the joke. You got a lot of people laughing. And I still, I wasn't liking it. Now, given, I can laugh at jokes that I don't agree with. Okay? I can laugh at people making fun of Jesus all day long. There was uh, the one about Jesus coming back. And do you really think the first thing he wants to see is a whole bunch of crosses? You know what I mean? The thing that killed him. Uh, which I think is pretty funny. But um, so he went into all of that. And I was kind of laughing when he said that. All right. But then he turned around and said, and I don't think a lot of people caught this. He said, now, if I'm wrong about that, maybe all of us are wrong about the other thing. So, in a weird way, he went around to say that maybe everybody's wrong about pro-choice, about abortion. Like, I picked up on that and I go, wow, that took a lot of... Because he absolutely said all those things. He absolutely said the the last part, which was, if I'm wrong about that, maybe y'all are wrong about the other thing. You have to really think about that. And I, I haven't heard hardly anybody pick up on that. And when I heard it, I go, holy shit. That is a thought-provoking joke. This dude is on another level. When they say that, I don't think they really understand. I think they just think that he's really, really funny. No, 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 no. He's not just really funny. He is fucking thought-provoking. When he did that, he spent some fucking time in that. Now, I might just seem... It might just seem, oh, that's not too big of a deal, you know, that you're looking too far into it. But when you look all the way back to the first joke that he told that was, you know, uh, white, all white people are racist, the founding fathers, I'm sorry, the founding fathers were racist and doing what they did. But then he turns around to turn it on the audience. That should make you want to think a little bit more of what he was saying. Now, however, there could be an argument of he went, he kept going into uh, other jokes about race and the jokes were kind of more heavily, uh, more, you know, white people racist, black people aren't. Uh, he did go into one joke and, that, and that's a totally valid argument against what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is there's a lot more thought 
and the shit that he's talking about that I don't think people are able, or not able to, but they're not picking up on it. Uh, he went into one that a lot of people are sharing on Twitter that was hilarious about when he was doing the Chappelle show and how he got pulled into uh, somebody's office, some chick named Renee. It was like HR or something. And uh, she came in, and when Dave Chappelle said faggot, he screamed it. He was like, you cannot, and he pointed this out, you can't go after the alphabet group, which is the LGBTs. Fuck the LGBTs. I just like saying that. Go, they can go fuck themselves for all I give a shit. Um, but he, uh, he said you can't make fun of them. And then he got pulled into this chick's office and he was sitting there and she's like, David, uh, you can't say the word faggot um, on air. And he was like, okay, whatever, I'll take it out. And he got up and then he started to go and he turned around and he goes, hey, Renee, why is it that I can say nigger with impunity but I can't say faggot. And Renee looked at him and she goes, well, Dave, you're not gay. And then he turned around to go, yeah, but Renee, I'm not a nigger either. (laughs) Dude, I bust out laughing at that one when he said, and it was just like that. Yes. Yes. Thank you. You know, he just all by himself kicked the liberal leftist entity right in the fucking nuts with that entire comedy special. It was thoroughly awesome. I enjoyed myself that entire time, even though I was cautious. Like I said, more so cautious because of the comedy special he had put out beforehand. Um, But I was pleasantly pleased, Uh, which is, I think, asinine. That's not a double entendre. Pleasantly pleased. Anyway. Uh, it was, it was pretty damn good. I have to give it up to him. Um, uh, I'm back and I had, I mean, I had always kind of had in the back of my mind, the Chappelle show and the shit that he had done on Saturday night live and the other shit that he had done, uh, half baked, one of my favorite movies, great movie. Um, you know, he is truly a comedian. He has, uh, a, a really good knack for not only making people laugh, uh, but also for, for making people think. And, um, man, I wish people would have picked up on those other two things. But, hey, they didn't. I did. Um, so I was pretty pretty happy with it. And I'm now, I'm now back on the, okay, I want to see more stuff from this guy. Not that I didn't really in the first place, but, dude, when you're living in this world nowadays and it's just so fucking heavily saturated with nonstop liberal, I mean, listen to how much I talk about it. And I really don't want to talk about it. I know it sounds like, well, you talk about it all the time. Yeah, but I don't want to have to. You know? However, in the, uh, the upside-down world that we live in, if it wasn't for all that shit and conspiracies and things like that, well, I probably wouldn't have much to talk about. So, uh, not that I want it, but, um, but yeah, you can understand, and I'm sure you do, that... All of this shit being out there all the time, it's like you just want a break from it. I just want to sit down and watch somebody make me laugh and not not constantly be checking behind them, you know, to see if this scary, you know, gay fact checker is going to be behind them waiting to fucking mark them up, you know, like some supervisor on the job site. It's annoying. 
which is why somebody like Dave Chappelle, and like I, uh, I talked about him, I think, on a couple of episodes back, a uh, dude by the name of Andrew Schultz, these guys are out there tearing it the fuck up. They're going out there not giving a fuck. Andrew Schultz, which oddly enough, and I have to imagine that they've had some disagreements or arguments or whatever you want to call it. Friday through Sunday. Do I have to fucking pay for a fucking bargain? $15. Fuck you. I'm not paying $15. Um, at least I hope I'm not paying $15. This motherfucker's packed. Um, yeah, Andrew Schultz, he... I don't know if I can say that he supports Trump, but he certainly doesn't bash on him. Um, and not only that, but he calls out the LGB community, or LGBT community, which is basically just the gay mafia, if we're being, if we're being honest. Um, Dave Chappelle, <laughs> he went into talking shit about all of them. The entire, he put them all in a car. Uh, he talked shit about the gays and how they were driving the car because they had been through all of it first and then the lesbians and he pointed out that the lesbians and the gays don't get along and he didn't quite know what that was all about. I have to fucking agree because that's the truth. Uh, (laughs) back when I used to work (laughs) around gays and lesbians all the time, that was the total truth, dude. There was this weird friction in the room between the lesbians and the gays, man. They did not like one another. Uh, he talked about the buys and the buys are, the buys are like the glue, you know what I mean? They, they can get along with damn near everyone. And he even pointed out, like, the gay, the buys are like, I will fuck everyone in this fucking car. <laughs> he talked about the trannies uh, and how everybody was telling him to shut the fuck up. Uh, he talked about queer and what he didn't understand about them and how they just showed up. They, like, the tranny was the hitchhiker, and they showed up, and he came up to the car, and he was like, I don't know what's going on in here, but I want to get in. <laughs> I mean, it was a pretty fucking spot-on description. Um, he did really good. So, uh, I'm pretty proud of the guy. I'm glad as I think most people are. And even if, you know, even in shit that I didn't agree with. So the fuck what? I'm glad that he got up there and he fucking, and he had funny shit to say about stuff. Like I said, dude, crack on me all day. Just crack on everyone. You know, don't have this fucking, don't be scared that the left is going to come get you. Fuck the left, dude. They're pussies. You know what I mean? What? What are they going to do? You know, they're going to cut. Well, they're going to boycott. Yeah. Well, if you can fucking survive it, trust me, do not apologize. You'll be just fine. Could you imagine a world that we would live in right now? If Alex Jones wouldn't apologized, he would have never gotten hit. It's once you apologize, that's when they smell blood. Milo Yiannopoulos apologized. He shouldn't have. He could have, should have came out and said, shut the fuck up. I was drinking, bitch. By the way, this shit happened to me. I'm speaking from experience. Go fuck yourself. It's not what I meant. You know what I mean? How many times have I said crazy fucking shit when I was drunk? You know? I talked shit about having sex with this one chick when I was drinking. That I had previously had sex with. Next thing I know, she's fucking coming up to me going, you're a piece of shit. And you, you know, you kiss and tell and all this. And I was like, I was fucking drinking. Fuck off. You know what I mean? As I, I think I just said it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Four times. Um, but no, I mean, it was great. And I hope he comes out and he does another, uh, I don't know, I don't give a fuck, 20 different episodes. There's a weird little thing that happened. Uh, Owen Schroyer, who works for Infowars.com and has a nightly show called The War Room, was on it. And uh, he was talking about 
YouTube CEO, not CEO, but somebody real high up, uh, had came out to say that uh, we need to allow content on the platform that goes outside the box and, and even is in the offensive area. We need to allow that on. So they started a, uh, and I was thinking, holy shit, maybe this shit is changing around. Maybe they're finally getting it after Gillette lost $8 billion, after um, Dave Chappelle came out and had such, and by the way, if you think that the the conservatives and the right and those people center right, people like Tim Pool and things like that aren't coming out in support for David uh, or Dave Chappelle, you've got another thing coming, dude. Everybody right of the crazy liberal left is coming out in support of Dave Chappelle because it was so nice. Not just that, in during the show, dude, there was like five times where the audience was like, didn't know if they could laugh or not. You know what I mean? Like they could not figure it out because they were scared. They were scared to laugh at funny shit that he was saying, offensive shit. I think probably a lot of them were offended. At one point he goes, you know, I'm in Atlanta, so we all know that there's a lot of gay men here with their wives. And it was like, God damn, dude, you're just going for the fucking throat. That fu- <laughs> Ouch. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, there's a lot of people in support of Dave Chappelle. And like I said, I hope that it's a, it's a trending thing that happens. Back to the Owen Schroyer thing. They tried to put uh, InfoWars back on YouTube. It was up for 17 hours and then they took it off. So apparently YouTube doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about and they're lying. But I think we're on the cusp of it. I think we're on the cusp of it coming back, of getting back to normalcy. I think we've all had enough of the liberal left and their crazy fucking shit. Now... We just need to make another push and to fucking keep it there. We don't need to. And I, and I liken this to my thought on the union back in around 2008. The union used to be really tough. Used to be real, like full of real men, real women that fought for shit. And it was something that I thought I could, I could respect, even though I'm not a big fan of unions anymore. However, what had happened especially after 2008 when the banks started fucking up and uh, everybody needed bailouts and shit, the union basically got their legs cut out from underneath them. And I liken it almost, and I know this sounds gay, but to, fuck, what's his name? Simba's father, whatever his name is. And getting hit off that cliff and he was scratching to stay where he was at, right? he, He almost fell off the cliff. This is before Scar came up and got to him. And he was just sitting there, hanging by his claws on the cliff. I liken that to the unions. Well, I liken that to us now. We don't need to stay there. We have to get up. We have to use our back legs and kick our asses right back up on the cliff and get to safe ground. Okay? We don't need to be that scared fucking lion sitting there on the edge of the cliff with our claws sunk in and we're not going to go any further. Because eventually... We're going to grow tired. We're going to get exhausted and we're going to fall the fuck off. Or the liberal leftist scar is going to come up and he's going to fucking throw us off. So we need to be like Simba at the end. Wow, is this gay. Be like Simba at the end. The exact same thing happened. He was close to the edge. Scar came up, tried to do like he did his dad. And then Simba was like, fuck you, bitch. And jumped up, got him by the throat, kicked his ass. Bingo, bango. It's all done. That's what we need to do. We cannot sit here on the edge of this fucking cliff that we've been pushed to because of the left and just sitting there holding on for dear life because eventually we're going to get so tired, we're going to fall. So we need to use our back legs, our legs, and kick the fuck up and start throwing punches and get to safe ground. Okay? 
That's what we need to do. And I applaud Dave Chappelle for doing what he did. Well done, sir. I thoroughly enjoyed your shit. I hope you have 20 more, if not 30 or however many more you can do. I hope he has a many or more. On top of that, I hope more and more people take that lead and fucking go with it. Don't give a shit if somebody calls you a racist or a fascist or a Nazi or anything like that. They're just words, which is hilarious because Dave Chappelle's show was titled Sticks and Stones. Sticks and Stones. As in sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. No shit. They're just words. Well, they're going to boycott me. Tell them to shove it up their fucking weird, not pussies, okay? And their asses. And tell them to fuck off. This needs to be about real men fucking acting like real men. You know who we're facing? Guys that don't want to be men. How weird is that? And you're afraid of them. Fuck them. Tell them to go fuck themselves. Well, the law says that I can't call him a fag or something like this. No, you don't necessarily have to. All you got to do is stand your ground. Tell them to go fuck themselves. That's all you got to do. They will eventually be scared of you. If they throw a punch, kick their ass. That's self-defense. Be self-defense. You don't have to go out and attack anybody. Just hold your ground. Your safe ground, not the fucking hanging off the cliff ground that I was just talking about. Anyway, uh, man, I'm really getting into promotional speeches lately. I apologize. I am sweating in my car right now that I've turned it off. But um, that, and then I also want to touch on one other thing. Because I've been seeing this more and more lately. And uh, this, I've actually had to deal with a little bit. I got into a Twitter beef uh, because I was fucking around one night. And uh, I think it was two nights ago, maybe last night. And uh, I can't remember what what kicked it off. But we, I got into it with somebody about socialism. Now, this was a communist that I later figured out was a communist, but um, it was a, you know, they were arguing for socialism and saying all the same stupid tropes and and tripes and fucking ridiculous talking points, trying to make it out as if capitalism hurts people. And then I had to talk about cronyism and things of that nature. And the more that this goes on, the more that this motherfucker is just getting outlandish. And I even call him out. I go, you sound like a communist uh, who thinks that an owner of a business who started the business, who put his money on the line, took the risk, did all the work in the beginning before he could finally start growing and hiring employees, which is how something organically grows as a business, uh, he thinks that the workers who quote-unquote do all the work, even though they don't, uh, they do some of the work, even though the work that they do may be hard, and I'm not trying to take away from that, but the better the employee you are, the more that the boss is going to want to keep you, that type of shit, we've talked about that before. And as I'm going along with this, it brought up a memory. Ben Shapiro got hit not too long ago. Now, I'm not the biggest fan of Ben Shapiro anymore. Certainly not anymore. Does that mean I'm going to stop listening to him? No, the guy's smart. He's got really good points about a lot of shit. Doesn't mean he's not an asshole. I think he is. I think he he took some shit a little too far. I think he snaked out some shit. Not a big fan of that. That being said, there's still a lot of shit that I actually respect Ben Shapiro on. And uh, I'm glad he's out there uh, at least taking a whole bunch of people and guiding them towards what's right and what's truthful. But Ben Shapiro had a, uh, had a part that a lot of people picked up on. He was talking about uh, people with two jobs because Ocasio-Cortez has been going around talking about how, you know, so many people, it's less than 5% of the population in the United States of America have more than one, more than one job. Now, I am one of those people. I have two jobs. I've got a side job and a, and a normal gig. 
I don't know if you can count this as a job, although I do make money off of it, not a whole lot. So, uh, and pretty soon, hopefully, I'll have another job. Um, but, uh, you know, I've got one full time and a whole bunch of side shit. But it doesn't bother me, whatever. Uh, ben Shapiro was arguing that if you have two jobs, and you're not making ends meet or, you know, you're having a real hard time and yada, 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 that maybe you shouldn't have taken the first job. Now, a lot of people came after him and attacked him and said, and even, oddly enough, Michael Knowles came out and didn't defend him, who is his boss. I would have. I don't see anything wrong with that. And I don't know if it's like, well, I'm, I, I don't come from money. I'm not, I don't have a lot of money. I'm considered poor, maybe poverty stricken, uh, to some degree. I mean, I've got a house and shit like that, but I I don't have all the money in the world to just go out and take a vacation and go to a Disney world. But I'm sitting here going, he's absolutely right. What he's doing is that same fucking thing that I sign off on every single night or every single episode, be accountable, be responsible, be accountable, be responsible. If you chose a job that turns out isn't helping out very much. You got to go get a second one. There's a couple of factors in here that, that nobody is paying attention to. One, where do you live? What do you live in? You know what I mean? Those were your choices to live where you went. Well, I only had so much money. All right. Did you have a family before you moved in there? Did you get somebody pregnant beforehand? Did you get pregnant beforehand? You know, whatever it may be to where you got in the situation that you're in. Because guess what? Even people in a bad, bad area of a city, yeah, if uh, you're not working, or I'm sorry, um, if you're growing up poor and all you can afford with the job that you got right now is, you know, this, this shitty one in kind of a real bad situation or a bad area or whatever it may be, all right, don't go fucking and getting somebody pregnant. Use a condom, birth control, whatever. Now, I'm not trying to promote that shit, but I'm just kind of trying to tell you uh, this is how you can get out of poverty that most people know. This weird liberal leftist ideal that like black people are dumb, which is their shit, that's the liberal left. There was a thing uh, around election time where like white liberals were being asked, well, do you think that blacks have you know access to libraries? Do they know where the library? And they were all saying no, that the black people don't know how to use the internet. They don't know where the libraries are. Then they turn around and tell black people what was said. And the black people were like, what the fuck are you talking what the fuck i have a cell phone i know how to use google dickhead you know what i mean it was like no dude everybody knows this shit everybody knows how to get healthy everybody knows that eating fast food gets you fat you know so this idea of like well it's not up to your your decision what's happening there is we're moving further away from self-responsibility to entitlement of well, you know, we need to help these people out. Well, we need welfare. Dude, all welfare does, and that was a big part of this debate that I'm having with this asshole right now, is welfare is socialism. It's a socialist aspect. It is, quote-unquote, redistribution of wealth that we've had in, in as, a, as, a, <clears throat> excuse me, as a policy for a very long time. And anybody that knows anything about it usually is against it. Because you can see the effects. We've had it for long enough that you can see what happens is people become dependent on the state. That is socialism. Which eventually can only be carried by one of two things. Well, one of two real things. Historicity 
Lee speaking. I don't think that's a word. Uh, communism or capitalism? It's got to leech off of one of those things because when it's just straight socialism, yeah, Venezuela. Um, so we have to we have to start making people accountable, and that's what Ben Shapiro was saying. Listen, it was probably you chose the wrong job. Now what are you gonna do? All right, work your two jobs. And by the way, a lot of people that talk about being poor and shit, this happens to me all the time. I go out and eat fast food. Stop living that lifestyle. If you can't afford it, why are you doing it? You're taking money out on, on credit and things like that, and you're getting yourself in a worse and worse and worse position. You, go, you can't go get a loan for a house because, well, you've got too many credit cards out. You got too many loans out for your car and whatever it may be because you had to look fly. You had to look awesome in front of all the other people. You had to live up to some expectation that you only had in your head. Well, time to now start being accountable and responsible and making your right choices and decisions. And that's what Ben Shapiro was saying. I didn't see anything wrong in what he was saying. Because he didn't. He didn't say anything wrong. Yes, if you can't get by with your two jobs, you did something wrong or you are now doing something wrong. So now it's time to fix it. It's either start living below your means, which every single financial expert throughout history that was worth anything has been saying that exact same thing. Live below your means. Start going grocery shopping. Never eat out, ever. Stop going out for entertainment. It's going to suck for six months to a year, but by that time that that's all said and done, you should have caught up on your bills. You should have a little bit of extra money. Maybe even be able to go out and get a loan for a different house that you can afford. You know what I mean? Go talk to a lender, a good local lender. Lenders will explain to you what can be done. They'll even help you fix your credit and get shit to where it needs to be. It's insane. I figured that shit out when we bought our house. Holy fuck. You know what I mean? There's a lot out there, but it's, yes, there's an aspect of it to that to it that's intimidating. This is a scary world. Stop being pussies. That is one of the biggest things that I preach. Stop being a fucking pussy. Put yourself out there. You get beat up, big deal. You got beat up. You know what I mean? All right, you fucking lost out here. You didn't win here, whatever. There's, it's just another opportunity for you to get up and get out there and actually get it done. Don't give up. Keep fucking trying. Be accountable for your actions. The more that you're accountable for your actions, the more you're not going to make the same stupid mistakes over and over and over and over and over. You might make it two or three times. Given, yeah, that happens to most people. However, keep at it. Eventually, you'll start regretting those major mistakes that you made and you'll say, fuck that. I'm not doing it again. Next thing you know, you got a little bit more money in your pocket and you're in a better spot. It happens. It might take a while. It might suck. But guess what? You're going to let it suck now. Or it's going to suck later. It's up to you. Might as well have it. Have to deal with it now so you don't have to deal with it later and you can live a much better life at some other point. So Ben Shapiro was absolutely right. And I support him 100% in what he said. And, I, and it fucking pisses me off that so many liberal cunts are out there fucking attacking him and, and talking shit about what he said. He was fine. Now, if you want to go after him for fucking undercutting somebody's career and causing them to be ostracized from our, our society altogether, that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'll go with you on that one. He was a little shit to do that. But you understand what I'm saying. So be accountable, be responsible, don't be a liberal.